Smoking Guns podcast. That's right. We're back. Um, Maybe back for a more regular uh, schedule at this point because, hey, Super Bowl is set. And while I care nothing about that, it means that we are only three weeks away at this point, less than three weeks away uh, from San Antonio Brahma's football in the XFL this is the Smoking Guns Podcast. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I am joined, as always, by my good friends and my co-hosts, uh, R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful people. And Leo Yamas. What's up, Smoking Guns Posse? We are going to talk about some San Antonio pro football. It's about to be running out of our ears, man. We're about to have so much football in San Antonio, we can't contain it all. We have to make choices. We have to decide what's more important, a road game for the San Antonio Gunslingers at the beginning of the season or a home (laughs) game for the San Antonio Brahmas at the end of their season. Let's be honest. I love the Gunslingers. Good choices to have. I love the Gunslingers, but if that's the option, I'm going to the home game near the end of the season, and I will watch the road game on a delay. But we have to make that decision now. We're about to have so much pro football in South Texas. We don't know what to do. Um, And Leo and I were talking just before uh, RC joined us. And we were like, I dare anyone to complain. (laughs) I dare you to complain about us having too much football. Uh, We went went from a situation where after the Super Bowl, we're like, okay, well, now what? You know, for for months. And now we're in a situation like, oh, which game am I going to watch? You know, it's too too much football and it's local professional football. Yeah, go ahead. Try and complain about that. <laughs> we are a football podcast. We talk about football and no football uh, show or conversation can happen right now without somebody uh, calling their Super Bowl victory. Uh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be the Chiefs or the Eagles? I will tell you, I, I ultimately do not care. I, I don't I was- care. I was going to say, I know exactly who's going to win. Who cares? That's who's going to win. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I'm, I'm, you know, as a Broncos fan, I can't root for the Chiefs. I don't personally, I, they had a lot of help just to get there. I don't care what the Chiefs fan says. They had all the help that they needed to get through that game. Now, Cincinnati also didn't help themselves. No. I'm not saying... I'm not saying it was, uh, you know, fixed and, and the Chiefs didn't deserve to win. They deserve to win that game, but they got an extreme amount of help from that officiating crew, in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, I just I can't root for those guys as much as I they respect were Mahomes. Officials were generous. Yes. Uh, We've talked about was... Mahomes before, and I, I, I respect him as a quarterback, but I'm rooting against him. <laughs> The the Chiefs and Bengals game, uh, officials never decide games. Like, they don't. You you decide it with your play on the field. And so folks that are like, yeah. ah, the officials awarded that game to them. They didn't, at least not intentionally. They did, however, tilt the game ever so slightly to Kansas City. And Kansas City won with a last-second field goal or with a, a field goal as time was running down. Really yeah. kind of a walk-off sort of situation. So it was just enough. Um, right. Now, no Cincinnati fans and no Cincinnati players can say they cheated us because 
you have the opportunity to take the officials out of the equation and beat the other team so soundly that it's not an issue. You didn't do that, so you can't blame the officials. No, they had the ball in their hands with less than two minutes left to go, and, I mean, they had the opportunity to go and take that game, and they couldn't do it. Um, and and we're not talking about with the officiating. We're not talking about the uh, the unnecessary roughness call at the end that gave him the extra. 15 no, that was yards. a good call. That was a no. Right that call. was definitely a good call. It was everything before that. Uh, the problem a Mulligan third drive uh, or third yeah. third uh, third down for one, which well, I've they never were, seen before. At that point, Cincinnati was so frustrated that that one player let his frustration come out on the field, and that caused the problem. But you've got to look back and go, well, if he, if the calls are more even, if there's not some phantom, oops, we didn't mean to start the play uh, sort of moments that happened like they happened to Cincinnati, is that player that frustrated in that moment or is their head better in the game? Who knows? And again, Cincinnati can't complain. Uh, you have the opportunity to play your game and get past it. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City is. Uh, Philadelphia still, in my mind, has not been tested by anybody. Uh, the few times they've been tested, they lost. Um, in the playoffs, New York was not a test for them. And no. somebody yesterday, I got into a conversation on social media yesterday with somebody who said that yesterday's game, the NFC Championship game, proved that Philadelphia was the best team in the NFL, hands down. Look at how they beat uh, San Francisco. And I said, look, any team, the Houston Texans will beat the Kansas City Chiefs if you give them a full half with no quarterback. You're not going to have a quarterback available to you for an entire half of a game. Houston is going to smoke Kansas City. Like San Francisco had no choice. Um, They did not have a quarterback for more than a half of that game. And you're just not going to win. You're just not going to win that game. There's no way to do it. So to me, they still have not really been tested. Um, Kansas City's going to give them a test. I would agree. I would say, though, I'll, I'll give credit where I think credit is due. That Philadelphia defense is nasty. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're, good. they're nasty. And they 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 play with – they uh, like Greg Popovich would say, we don't normally talk about the, about the NFL this early in the show, by the way, but we're already doing this, so let's just it's do Super it. Bowl. It it's Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl talk. Yeah. We're getting it out of yeah. the way so that we can get to the real stuff. Right, right, right. So they play with, as Greg Popovich would say, I want some nasty. That That's how that defense plays. And with Kansas City – Going into this Super Bowl, down their wide receivers, you know, those guys are going to be iffy if they're mm-hmm. going to be back to full health. I know they have two weeks, but still. Um, and then, you know, question marks about Patrick Mahomes. You could definitely see that, you know, his ankle injury affected him this game. He had yes, he had his moments, weeks. but he also had moments where you could definitely see it was bothering him. There Philadelphia is a type trendy. of defense. Yes. Philadelphia is a type of defense that is going to take advantage of those situations. They're going to, to target those situations as okay. Maybe using it in, in their game plan, you know, more so than, than someone else, I think. Um, and, and they're, you know, physical fast. So uh, I, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. I think the chiefs are, are not healthy and um even healthy, I think it would probably be a bit of a, a challenge for them. Um, but you're right. We haven't seen the Eagles truly tested. So no. who knows? But I'm I'm picking Philly. 
Yeah, to me, it all comes down to quarterback. Uh, and the the better quarterback usually wins these sort of contests, and I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Jalen Hurts. I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts, although he's he's winning me over. Like I'm becoming more and more convinced as I watch him play that he might be the real deal. But currently, uh, I still don't feel like there's enough information. Plus, I just for the same reason you don't want to see the Chiefs win, I don't want to see Philadelphia win. Like they're a division I rival. That. I don't want it ha- to happen. It is what it is. But that's the Super Bowl. And whatever happens at the Super Bowl, like, great. Uh, you know, there's Philly, like 10 people in San Antonio that are going to watch that game. They're Philly gonna, wins. Else cares. Uh, Kansas City mean? wins. Only 10 people are going to watch that game. Who cares? Yeah, whole Super Bowl party. Who cares? Who cares? It matter well, who's well the how many people are you going to have at your house, RC? How many people are you going to have at your house? At least 10 to 15. Okay. Well, that's well, everybody in South Texas. There's the 10. Oh, okay. All right. Um, So the Super Bowl happens and used to. Back in the day when the Super Bowl would happen, as soon as the Super Bowl was over, there was this depression that would settle over me because football was over until August. We would not have any meaningful football till September. We would not have any football till August. We wouldn't even have any football talk until July. We, we live in wonderful times. What a time we live in uh, that we don't have to worry about that anymore because the very next week, um, after the confetti rains down on Patrick Mahomes as he wins his second Super Bowl, uh, or whatever the case may be, there a week after uh, at the Alamo Dome, the San Antonio Brahmas will take on the St. Louis Battlehawks 2 p.m. Sunday, February 19th. How excited are you guys? Mm-hmm. I'm very I, excited, but I, maybe for different reasons. I can't wait for that uh, that boil, uh, <laughs> that rotisserie chicken feast <laughs> that we're going to have that day. Yeah, some little battle chickens coming to town. Yeah, no, I, I was super excited. I, I still, I, I, you're gonna have to clarify, RC, about not being excited. Yeah, what for the game? What are your I reasons? Am, I am excited about but, the game, <laughs> but I'm more excited about what's gonna happen before the game, the tailgate. Ah, that's what I mean. Ah, okay. Not that I'm not excited about the game. So excited, but my fun starts before the kickoff. Well, and it's a whole experience, right? It's a whole yes. day. Um, the great thing about football, so. Football is so different to me than other sports. Um, hockey, basketball, even baseball. Like, you can go to work that day and go home and change clothes and drive to the game and get there right as the game is starting, right as tip-off or, or face-off or whatever. Football doesn't work that way. No. Like, you don't, no. you don't go do something earlier in the day. Like, this is the day. The whole day, day. is the All football day. game. Like, what are you doing today? I'm going to the football game. And you go right. and you tailgate beforehand. It's kind of a bummer that this is a 2 p.m. start because it gives less time uh, for us to be tailgate. in the parking lot and partying and, and doing the tailgate. But football is an experience that is, is surrounded uh, around a whole day. It's not just... Uh, a piece of your day, a part of your day. Yeah. It's the whole I'm sure thing. If, 
I'm sure if those parking lot gates open at say 10 a.m., there's going to be people lined up yeah, at nine, oh, you know, sure. eight thirty, waiting to get in. We don't know what time the gates are going to be open because we haven't got official Zero word from the Alamo Dome yet. Yeah, but it, I'm sure that's going to be the case. If you were tuning into the Smoking Guns podcast and you were like, "These guys will know," they'll have the information and they'll be able to share with us like how much parking is going to be and what time the parking lots open. I have bad news for you. They are not sharing that information with us, uh, just like they're not sharing it with you. So it, it, uh, it is what it is. Traditionally, at the Alamo Dome, uh, parking lots open four. Has it been four hours before events? Yeah, I, before? Six. I think it was six hours. Oh, was it six? I guess it really depends on what time the, um, the game would start. But right. I know it was like, for the commanders, we were there at least four four to six hours. And the only reason I know this, it was based on how long they were able to cook the meat for. Gotcha. Hmm. And that was one of the the reasons that they couldn't tailgate at at Joel Freeman because there wasn't enough time to do the meat. That was a big thing for, I guess, people who are really into the um, barbecuing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so... I know, I mean, we've got plans our, our, with, with our group to show up. And, and I think we're going to be in parking lot B, I think, is the, the, yeah. is the, uh, the, uh, the, the plan. Compare, you talked about with commanders. That was kind of our, our hangout, the spot before. So, uh, mm-hmm. but there's, there's, there's tailgating in parking lot A and parking lot B. Uh, we're not sure what time the gates are going to open. But Whatever time that is, there's going to be people lining up an hour to two hours before that. Uh, we just know from experience to get the best spots. Um, now, if you have like a trailer or, you know, an RV or something that's going to take up multiple spots, they, they have a different rate for that. Or you just end up paying for two spots if you use the two spots. I know we used to get two spots uh, with the commanders just so that we could have one spot to park the vehicle and another spot to you know, set up our, our tents or chairs or whatever, you know, our grill. Yeah. Um, if you're in the second spot, then you're having to pay for that second spot, even if it's there's no vehicle in it. If you're just sure. occupying that space. And I and I think those trailers also can go in parking lot B. And then just for those who need the information, parking lot A does have handicap. And I believe if you um, are a veteran um, or have um, DV plates, then you don't have to pay. Right. Yeah. I think you're correct on that. There is no tailgating in parking lot A though. That's true. You will have to make your trip up to parking lot B and C. Um, A is, is solely for handicapped and for Mm -hmm. like media people that are there for the game employees and media. Um, But yeah, looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a big party just uh, from, talking to people i know people are getting psyched up about it we had a little a little kind of a precursor little taste of that at the event that just happened this past weekend that i i I couldn't make it to because of family obligations but uh, i know you were there rc Uh, yes brewster's backyard ice house it was a lot of fun um it was from four to seven and quite a few people showed up i mean i say quite a few I would say during that time, anywhere between 75 to maybe 100 people coming in and out. Um, we definitely had Brahma Captain, Captain Brahma. Um, yes. He was there. We also had Jorge Mata, who is the Charro 
or the um the mariachi the mariachi yes he was yeah. there um we had a big turnout of the brahma mamas there was at least uh 10 to 12 women with their brahma mama shirts we actually did a uh, practice of the dance so we reviewed some of the steps i know some of you are like dance well uh, back in the day we had done a shout out to the st louis battle hawks to do a dance off and so we tried to get their a uh, little group of female fan club together and they told us no they said that they were not going to separate the men from the women and that they refused to have a dance off with us so if you tell me no i'm not going to do this that gives me more fire and so um i've been i choreograph the, the steps and and i do a little forward here heinz forward um and so i choreograph the dance horns forward it, or heinz forward heinz forward what did I say? Whatever. Whatever. And I've been embarrassing myself by doing that dance quite a few times. And the women are picking it up. And I don't want it to just be the women. I want it to be all of the Brahma fans if they want to come and do the dance. And so what I'm hoping is that once we get there, we get a little bit organized. And if there we see a group of the um the Battle Hawks, I want to do a dance-off right in front of them and see what they do. That's my goal. And I, I have seen, speaking of that, I, I've seen on social media, I've seen some posts out there from some of our, our friends from the St. Louis area uh, talking about, you know, have buses coming down with fans. So we should see a pretty decent turnout of those Battle, Battle Hawk fans down here. Uh, I know there's been some invitations on social media or people asking about places to to check out while they're here, you know, whether it be on the Riverwalk or, or elsewhere. And, and Brahma fans have been chiming in and, and being very respectful and very accommodating, letting them know, you know, we're not, we're not telling them the bad places in town to go and saying that, it, you know, yeah, check this place out. No, we're not doing that. So, Hey, um, let's be yeah. as hospitable as we can. Mm-hmm. Of course. Everywhere, but on the field, on like, the field. Yeah. Come That's join us. Stops. Come enjoy a better city. Look, I've, I've been to St. Louis. And I've lived oh, yeah, in San Antonio and there ain't no, like, let them enjoy it because they got to go back to St. Louis. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I? Oh, you're you like, fighting. Words. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. So let me tell you, I'm going to divert just a little bit from football. So I have this scar on my knee. It's about two inches. Right. And it was when I was a little girl and it was a family trip from Chicago to go visit St. Louis. And uh-huh. have you ever been to that gold, that arch there that they yeah. have? It's have. huge, a huge row of cement. And then they have trees lined, right? And around the trees, they have white rocks. Why do I know that? Because my brother was chasing me. I fell down and there was a rock, a white rock sticking out of my knee, right? Ouch. So my mom, being how moms are, she's like, we're going up to that arch, bleeding or not bleeding. Because we traveled all the way from Chicago. So I remember her like, and she's a nurse. My dad's a pharmacist. Pulling out the rock, rub some dirt on it. How to pain? My mom always had handkerchiefs. You know how handkerchiefs were big back then. She tied two handkerchiefs together, wrapped it around my knee, and there I was going up into the arch. And so if you go in the arch, you have to go in this little elevator. Oh, I hated the, the elevator. The is yep. still rolling down my leg. Right? Kids in the elevator are staring at me, pointing at my knee. It didn't matter. We were going up in that arch. 
And if you've ever been in one of those elevators before, like you're sitting knee to knee with everybody else in there. There's no room. It's horrible. Horrible. And so I I went up to the arch. Don't ask me what it looked like. I was in so much pain. I just wanted to go back down on the elevator so I could go back home, get back in the car. But we made it. So now years later, I don't know how many years. I'm 53 and I must have been like maybe seven. I still have that scar on my knee. So forever, forever, St. Louis is embedded literally in my knee. <laughs> embedded. Uh, no, the <laughs> I went to St. Louis, uh, it must have been four or five years ago, but I decided I was going to go up in the arch. And I am a rather large, rotund guy. And I get to the little elevator thing and they're like, okay, you and five people are getting in this soda can and riding up to the top. And I'm like, they, five people don't fit in there. I am not like super claustrophobic, but it makes me uncomfortable. And that was maddening. Like getting up there and then getting back down were not comfortable uh, moments for me. So see, that's what they have to look forward to in St. Louis. We've got the river walk. They've got soda cans that take you to the top of the arch. Let's be nice to them because they don't, they don't get to live where we get to live. They don't get to deal with what we get to deal with. If they get sick while they're here. They can ride the elevator up to the top of the Tower of Americas and get yeah, somewhat of a that's true. of an experience, like you know what they're. Although you can home, but... you can stand in that elevator, you yeah, can't, you know, and uh, you can walk around the tower, not like in St. Louis, right? You just look through a little window. Yeah, you look through that <laughs> tiny little window, and that's all you got. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a break right here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Brahmas and gunslingers because we now have schedules set up for both teams that are confirmed and we can talk, Hey, there's some overlap and we need to talk about where that is and start making decisions about where we're going to be watching football and how we're going to be doing some of this. And we'll start that right when we get back, stick with us right now. Uh, smoke guns podcast. We'll be right back right after this. Smoking guns podcast, Philip Higginbotham, RC woods, Leo Yamas, Sitting around talking about Brahma's football uh, and Gunslinger's football. We're going to get to Gunslinger's. There's news there. Uh, We've got a a confirmed schedule with all of that. Our buddies at Inside the Walls podcast kicked off their podcast season uh, just last week, and we're doing the same. Hey, guess what? If you've missed us, if you've been like, man, you know what I need every Wednesday morning is more of Philip's voice. Guess what? what? We got great <laughs> We got great news for you. <laughs> because uh we're going to go to uh, a closer to weekly schedule. Our plan right now, plans can always change, but our plan right now is to be weekly uh through the Brahma season and then of course through the Gunslingers season uh to carry the show weekly from this point forward. We are out of the off season. It is uh the run up to Brahma football. And then we're into mm-hmm. Brahma season, and we're gonna have stuff to talk about every week once we get every uh, once week. the yeah once we get kickoff going with the Brahmas. Uh, kickoff is when the 19th. February nineteenth Sunday At two p.m. two p.m. Alamo Dome. Uh, very excited to watch what we think will be Jawan Pass. A great game. And uh, Jacquez Patrick in the backfield for the Brahmas, but we don't really know, do yeah. we? Do no, we, no, we don't know, zero. but I, I mean, they they dropped a little hint, right? Like 
that we were talking about that earlier. We we want to talk about that now on the show. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. a, a little bit of, of a cat lit out of the bag. Sure, let's do it. Do it. Well, you guys, for those of you that haven't seen, but the XFL is doing a daily giveaway. Uh, they did the 20-day the giveaway with 20 days left to the season. So today we're at 19, I believe. So this started yesterday. Um, if you haven't uh, seen it, go look for it. It's on the XFL website, the 20-day giveaway. Just Google XFL giveaway or 20-day giveaway. You'll find it. Um, it's a daily giveaway throughout from all the teams in the XFL. Um, so there's one prize a day, uh, not from each team. It's just one prize a day for the league. So if if my math is right, and yesterday was 20 days, yesterday's prize was a signed Orlando Guardians hat autographed by QB DeAndre Francois, right? Francois. I like the name. Francois. Now, yeah, and that's how you pronounce you it in French. Sign up every day. It's not like you sign up one day and that carries over every day. You have to sign up every day. Is that correct? Uh, only one entry per day. Right. So, so you, you can, so you you can sign up every, sing, every day, yes, but only one time. Yes. Right. Um, well, there are two prizes for the Brahmas. Uh, I believe day 12 is the first prize that is a Brahmas-related prize. And then day 17 on February 14th, oh, Valentine's Day. Ooh, is the nice. second the second Brahma's prize. Now the second Brahma's prize on uh February 14th is a Coach Heinz Ward signed San Antonio Brahma's hat. Awesome. Want on that. day 12, February 9th, is a signed San Antonio Brahma's hat autographed by quarterback Juwan Pass. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, I'm wondering if these are little breadcrumbs. For those that are wondering, you know, who I mean, we saw that the Brahmas cut one guy already last last Russo, week, right? Russo, the, yes, that was Anthony Russo, who was one of the two quarterbacks that they were that was assigned to them the first the, the mm -hmm. first day before the draft even even took place. So, um, Juwan Pass still remains. Russo has moved on. Um, they brought in a couple guys after that, you know, Sinet, um, and um, oh, what was the other guy's name Cohen. Uh, both talented guys, and and uh, I think they've kind of pushed pushed out Russo maybe a little bit. Um, Sinet, a, a lot of people have good. I'm I'm one also that I kind of believe Sinet has the talent to to maybe do some things, but uh, Juwan Pass uh, is the guy designated for this giveaway. Um, twenty That's days out, sign. and you think twenty days out, you kind of already have to have an idea of who your guy is going to be. You would think. Okay. I mean, maybe we've been through this before, though, right, Philip? That's true. Yeah. So we were so sure. Certainly, uh, back in the Commanders' days, when all of this yes. started with us, um, we were certain. We watched Dustin Vaughn get picked by the San Antonio Commanders, uh, and then we even saw promotional material come out from the San yep. Antonio Commanders with number ten, Dustin Vaughn. Uh, on the promotional material only to have Dustin Vaughn in the, uh, what did they play? Seven games. He was activated one time. And that was yep. because the backup quarterback at the time, Marquise Williams had a daughter, I believe, and had to be out of town that one week. Uh, yes. so he did not play a snap. Remember there, Philip? He did not. Yeah. 
Dustin Vaughn did not play a snap. So we no. can guess that Jawan Pass is the guy. I love the idea of having a quarterback named Pass. Um, <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Pass is Prairie View A&M guy. He's a Texas guy. Um, he is uh, a talented sort of um, one of those hybrid sort of quarterbacks. I'm not going to call him Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, but think about the athleticism along with the arm is my understanding of what we're looking at. Is that right. what you're hearing too, Leo? Yes, he was actually billed as the next Lamar Jackson for for oh, okay. a time being because uh, he went to the same school as Lamar Jackson, and there was some thought that he was going to be his replacement once Lamar moved on to the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, for whatever, that didn't work out, and then he transferred out and ended up at uh, um, Prairie View. Prairie View, yes, thank you. Um, but th that's exactly the type of player that he is uh, – athletic uh mobile quarterback um Quick good arm speak. some questions that i mean the questions uh that that i've seen about him have you know been his accuracy especially with the long ball uh but you know that that's what all of these guys are none of them are going to be the perfect prospect if they were they'd be in the nfl in the nfl right yeah so um we're looking well, at you know a lot of talented guys and mm -hmm. the thing that I always worry about with these hybrid sort of quarterbacks, these run and pass guys, is longevity of career. Sure. But if we're really honest, uh, when we're looking at this um, developmental tier of football, which is what we really need to think of the XFL as, longevity right. of career does not need to be something that you are thinking about with your players. Ultimately, Jawan Pass may be your quarterback for a year or two, but anything beyond that, it's going to be somebody else. Um, either he is going to Move rise up. to the point that he gets called onto a practice squad or winds up as a backup in the NFL, or uh, he's going to move on to the next phase of his career, the next part of his life. I guarantee you. these guys, they're making enough money to sustain themselves, but this isn't a career kind of league, in my opinion. This is a place where, hey, I want to get some film. I want to see if mm -hmm. I can catch that break and get back up to the level I want to be at. But past a couple of years, I don't think you're going to see guys that are going to be in this league for two, three, four, five uh, years. Leo, what do you think? Oh, I think that's spot on. I mean, beyond beyond the, the points that you make, you know, there's the next round, the next generation of of uh, of of Juwan passes coming out. Right. The next the ne the next round of uh, Luis uh, Perez's uh, Perez, you know, like mm -hmm. I said, and he's kind of an ultimate example of that. He's hung around, you know, been to some NFL camps, uh, let go pretty quickly. You know, he he was the first uh, quarterback overall taken just a couple of years ago by the AAF. Um, has kind of made his rounds. Was in the USFL. Was was starting uh, for Coach Mike Riley there for the the Generals, right. um, sharing time with DeAndre Johnson, and and now he's you know with the Vegas Vipers. So he's still around in these yeah. in, in, in these uh, you know spring leagues, these developmental leagues. Uh, but you know the 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 Vipers just the other day signed another quarterback to bring him in and and as a starter and as a matter of fact they lost their projected starter yeah Hundley 
and they lost their projected starter because of that. He said, well, you know, there's not enough, not enough snaps for me to want to stick around. I, I think I should be a starter at the USFL or XFL level. So he, so he, he parted ways with the team and he's part of that quarterback room. So what does that tell you? That tells you that he's not even in the starting conversation at this point. Right. Um, if they're bringing someone else in. So, you know, it's kind of like you get your chance to kind of show what you have for a couple of years, which Luis Perez has done. And then you're kind of like, you're taking a back seat to the new guys that are coming in the fresh guys yeah. that still need that opportunity to kind of show what, what, what they've got. Uh, so there there's that as well. But was, isn't the quarterback for the Eagles, wasn't he like a four string quarterback? He wasn't one of the original starters, was he? You talking oh, about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts? Yeah, or no? No. No, yeah, Jalen Hurts played uh, in Alabama, and yeah. kind of pick. unceremoniously got um, pulled at Alabama, mm -hmm. and they put Tua to, uh, Tugaviola in. And he took yep. exception to that, so he left and went to Oklahoma, won a uh, Heisman Trophy in Oklahoma, and mm -hmm. now uh, got drafted high by the mm -hmm. uh, by the Eagles, and he's going to start in a Super Bowl in his, what, second, third year? Second? Oh, okay. um, Maybe I was thinking of somebody else, sorry. But this playoff season and the end of this NFL season has showed us how close things are because I, I, I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic when I say a guy like um, Brock Purdy is exactly the kind of guy that we're gonna see in the XFL and in the USFL. Like he was the last guy selected in the draft this year. He yeah. happened through a weird set of circumstances to wind up as the starter on a team that went to the NFC championship game. That's how small the gap is. He got his chance. Now I think he's the starter going into next season in San Francisco. Uh, they've got Trey Lance, but I don't what do they see do Trey Lance. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do yeah. you want him? Does Denver want him? Because maybe <laughs> there's a deal to work out there. I thought I saw something online that he could be had for a third round draft pick. I mean, but I think Brock Purdy is their guy going forward. Yeah. And yeah. no question about it. That is a guy that is on the bubble to wind up in the XFL or the USFL. Like that's the kind of guy. Yeah. The last a year ago, person sure. on the draft they call mystery relevant, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That last guy picked who cares? Everybody has now had seven shots at the board and left this guy there. Like, who cares about this guy? And Brock Purdy ended up, uh, like, securing, to me, a starting job next year on yeah. a really so good football team. Not so irrelevant anymore. Yeah. Not so yeah. irrelevant. And those are the guys that you're going to see. Like, not all of them are going to be Brock Purdy's. Not every Brock Purdy is no. Brock Purdy. Uh, <laughs> but there are going to be guys in this league, uh, and, and at every position, not just at quarterback, who you will see on Sunday one day. Um, we we saw that with the AF. It lasted, what, seven weeks or whatever. Greg Ward had a sort of career. Devon Busby uh, had a career um, or had some time in the NFL. We've seen well, guys. He's with the XFL now. 
Yeah, but he was in the NFL and right. yeah, Devontae Bosby, yeah. But he was in the NFL for a couple of years. I know he was with on the Broncos roster for two years until he got injured. Um, so yeah, but he's back down to the XFL. He went he went somewhere else after the Broncos for a little bit, but there's still those bubble guys that are, you know, mm-hmm. Just for whatever reason, because as you mentioned, Philip, it's sometimes it's not just talent. It's also about numbers and just about luck, the situation where you don't get you don't get an opportunity to stick to that roster because of the guys they have there. And and so you get you get pushed down a little bit and you just got to kind of reprove yourself. Um, and that's, if, that's exactly what this is. If Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy, actually, if Trey Lance stays healthy through the year. Uh, Brock Purdy would be in the XFL. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like if Trey Lance, go ahead. If Trey Lance stays healthy, they never have to go to Jimmy Garoppolo. They have Trey Lance starting. He has his normal rookie year where some good, some bad. They're going to stick with him because he's their guy going forward. They moved up in the draft to get Trey Lance. They've got Jimmy Garoppolo as their backup. At some point, they need a roster position. And so they designate uh, Brock Purdy for assignment. And he flies under the radar of everybody because nobody really knows who Brock Purdy is. And he winds up on the outside looking in in San Francisco and ends up wanting to get a little more film and signs a deal with the USFL or the XFL. If Trey Lance doesn't get injured... Brock Purdy, the guy that just led his team to the AFC uh, NFC Championship game, is a guy that 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 has a real shot of winding up as a starting quarterback in the XFL. Absolutely, like that's how the gap. That's how that's how small small the gap. The gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that Brian Folters he reached out to me. He was with the Commanders, and he said that couple of the teammates that he has now, Kenneth Farrow. He, he's now with the XFL. The third. Nick Temple, Ken? he's with the um, XFL. Devontae Bowsby. Bowsby, I'm not saying it right. but Bosby. Yeah, Bosby, he's there. Jerry Jones-Smith, he's with the Battlehawks. So a lot of those names that we covered, and I did some of those mom-to-moms, they're now in the XFL. Well, and you just mentioned big names for the commanders in their very short run. When you're talking about Nick Temple... Kenneth yep. Farrow, uh, Devontae Bosby, those Farrow were big names. Yeah, Farrow yeah. was a ridiculously good running yes. back. Um, so let's talk about one more uh, Brahma name. Uh, as we watched them draft, I think it became clear that Heinz Ward wants to set up a running, a team where running is important. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the very first person they selected that led me to believe that was their very first draft pick. And that was uh, Jaquez Patrick running back out of Florida State. A guy that, if I hear correctly, uh, people are not really sure why he's not in the NFL. Mm. Uh, This is one of those running backs that, like, if he shows something here, and especially at that position, if he can show something in the XFL this season... He's going to get a camp invite next year because He's they, need, they need running backs in the NFL. Like they always need new, fresh running backs. Is that right, Leo? Yeah, you could never have enough uh, healthy, fresh running backs uh, in today's NFL. Um, 
gone are the days, you know, it's very rare to have that one cowbell running back anymore. Now you, you have to have a stable of running backs uh, to be effective uh, because they just, they don't last. They, they get hurt if, if mm-hmm. they're, they're giving too much of a load. Issue. Yep. Um, so you could never have too many uh, healthy, good running backs. And a lot of these running backs, uh, Jaquez, Patrick, and, and others across the XFL have a real good shot of, of taking the step, you know, to the next level of the NFL um, in, you know, the near future. Uh, if they can show that they've, you know, that they've got during the XFL season. So that's really exciting. Like you said, the, the, the gap is very, very small, minimal. Most, all these guys have been on an NFL roster, um, have been uh, in, you know, training camp, have been on practice squads, um, and just for whatever reason, uh, didn't didn't stick. Um, and some of them did stick for a year mm-hmm. to Devontae Bosby. You just mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was with the, the Broncos for a couple of years. Um, it's it's, it's a, the talent level is great. Is it's going to be really great. Um, Very and and the uh, the gap between talent level is not indicative of the gap between ticket levels. <laughs> so. Uh, we're getting quite the bargain to to be able to go and watch these athletes play in these games. Yep. As we move through the season, we get into April. April 9th, there is a game against the Houston Roughnecks, 2 p.m. right here in San Antonio. Um, also that weekend, the day before, the San Antonio Gunslingers will kick off their season in Carolina against the Cobras, there has been some uh, shifting of the schedule. Some things mm-hmm. have changed. Actually, that's at home, Philip. The the Carolina oh, you're game right. on the 8th. You're yes. right. I just looked at it again. You're right. It's at, at 6 Freeman. p.m. here. So we get to kick off Gunslinger football on Saturday, and then we get to go on Sunday over to uh, the Alamo down. Dome and watch uh, the San Antonio Brahmas beat the beat the Houston Roughnecks, which is going to be one of those rivalry sort of games. Arlington, St. Louis, and uh, Houston are going to be games that everybody kind of circles and looks at and like, we got to beat these guys. Right. Uh, Carolina Cobras. I'm just for that weekend. That's going to be a big weekend for me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Two professional football games in one weekend? Back to back? Yeah. Wait, wait. It gets better. (laughs) It gets so much better because – the Carolina Cobras are going to come to San Antonio. The last time the Carolina Cobras came to San Antonio, it was one of the best football games I've seen bar none. Yeah. Uh, it was an incredible football game. Oh, by the way, the guy that played quarterback <laughs> played for quarterback. the Carolina Cobras back then in that yes. game, uh-huh. he's the gunslinger starting quarterback now. All kinds yeah, of wearing the right colors. Yep. Uh, and we get to do that on Saturday night and then Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon, actually, we get to go over to the Alamo Dome and watch uh, the Brahmas, who uh, that's week seven of the of the schedule, if I remember correctly. No, that's week eight. So the 7-0 and uh, San Antonio Brahmas there will be go. going up against yep. the Houston Rovnecks uh, that day. Then the next week we have a problem and we have to, we have to determine what to do here. Uh, at 6 PM 
on Saturday, April 15th. Okay. Tax day, the, right? The Senate. Well, it won't be tax day because they don't put it on the weekend. So it'll oh, either okay. be, it'll probably be Monday after that. But in any case, normally tax day, the 15th. Yeah. At 6 p.m. that day, the Orlando Guardians will be here in San Antonio. 6 p.m. Got it. Yep. The San Antonio Gunslingers will be in Jacksonville at the very same moment, kicking off against the hated, question mark, Jacksonville Sharks. <laughs> now, remember, Jacksonville Sharks is uh, is the team that was here. They're the ones with the uh, the referee abuser, although he's been suspended for the season. Yeah, yes. good. Good for him. Uh, or suspended for a full season's worth of games, which would be an interesting topic to talk about. I don't want to get bogged down in it right now, but he is serving a 10-game suspension. But the last two games of last season count on that, I believe. I don't know. Does it? Uh, it does. That that is That is what the league has told him. They have reduced it down to 10 okay. games. Okay. Um. So what do you do with that? You've got the Guardians here. Football in the Alamo Dome. Right. Meanwhile, we've got our gunslingers over in Jacksonville playing a football look, game. What are you going to do, look, Leo? I love my San Antonio gunslingers, right? But I also plan to love the San Antonio Brahmas just as, as hard, just as much. Um, and when you have a chance to see a live football game as a football fan, that is a team you're rooting for your, your, you know, your, your team versus a broadcast. I think it's a no brainer. You go with the live game. Of course. And then watch the broadcast later on a, on a delay. You, you, you tell all your friends, you tell everyone, don't tell me the score. Don't say anything about the <laughs> gunslingers game. Keep it to yourself. If you were watching or you know what's going on, I'm watching this later on and I want to be, surprised with the with the outcome just if i were watching it live you know you're you're gonna try and shut all that out as a matter of fact we should we should have like a group of fans like prepared to go into this where we're just gonna uh, help each other be ignorant of what's happening uh in uh with the san antonio uh gunslingers over over in jacksonville uh while our brahmas are are hosting the Orlando Guardians. It's kind of funny that it's, uh, you know, San Antonio uh, versus Florida in both cases. Florida, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. it could be option two that it's a blowout. We're beating the Florida team by like, I don't know, 20, 30 points. We could leave at halftime and still catch the second half. Couldn't that you be don't, possible? You don't we... leave a live football game. <laughs> Doesn't matter the score. I you, don't you, know. You don't you don't leave that to go watch I a broadcast. No, the only time I could me. see that maybe happening is the flip flop. If we're getting destroyed by Orlando Guardians, destroyed? which isn't going to happen, so I mean that's not, not going to happen. But it, happen. we're we're talking, okay. you know, bizarro world, you know, hypothetical. If you're at a at a live football game and your team is getting destroyed. And you have an opportunity to go watch another team that happens to be your favorite football team, just of a different league. Then yeah. maybe in that case, you leave at halftime and you go you go watch something that might make you feel better I'll because really you're not feeling very B, good. Just in case, option B, just in case. 
No, I think Leo's. I think Leo's spot on here. You go, you see the live football game. Uh, Luckily, uh, your ESPN app is not going to pick up NAL football. You're not going to get a random notification of the final score of the game. You go home after you've enjoyed the Brahma's win over the Guardians, and you queue up the Gunslingers' eventual win over the Jacksonville Sharks to go 2-0 on the season. Uh, Fred Shaw and Jonathan Bain leading that team into Jacksonville, uh, into the Shark Tank. Uh, It would be a much harder decision if they were both home games. That's true. But it started at the same time. But they're not. Right. No. Now, the toughest thing about that is true, not a home game, but those watch parties which are thrown together by uh, the the gunslingers, you know, Amazing. by the, by the John Wayne crew, and and they're usually a lot of fun and very well put together, and you know they have prizes and they they go all out and and they really take care of their fan base even on these away games, and I really feel bad for them in this situation because you know there's there's people going to be involved in planning this thing and putting this thing together, and I don't know that they're going to have the turnout that they're accustomed to. They may have to pivot and and think of something, uh, something out of the ordinary um, as far as their watch parties go for hey, that single. Event. We know, we know they listen. Yeah. So I'm throwing I'm throwing this out there right now. That's on a Saturday. Why don't we all stay away from social media for 24 hours, and we have a watch party on, on Sunday. Sunday? Yes. I mean, it's. I, as a fan, oh. you could do that, but as a member of the organization, That's the people that put this together, those those John Wayne people we're talking about, the gunslingers employees that, that put this together, it's going to be really hard for them to not know the outcome of the game or what happened. Oh well, no, the- they get they're going to have to know. Like they're okay, going to have to. <laughs> but they're throwing it for the fans, right? So us fans, uh, you know, Greg, know, Greg, Greg and Kim, the three of us. Those folks that Mom come out to those me. watching parties. Uh, yeah. So we're, you're Jordan. We, 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 we all know away. Jordan Stubing, right? And and he's yeah. part of the part of the crew that puts these things together. And and you're Jordan. All right. And 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 you're putting this together for the following day, 24 hours later. Are you able to not tell Philip, not tell RC, not tell Leo, or not just have it on your face? Of what's gonna happen in this game? Like, are you are you I'll able do you to? One better. I mean, we could ask Jordan that atmosphere. personally ourselves. I'll do you one but... better. Have some of the players. They'll be back. Have some of the players <laughs> at the watch party. <laughs> yeah, that would be. And so and so, Jonathan Bain throws a long touchdown pass near you know near yeah. the end of the fourth quarter to take the lead, and we all go what? And we look at him, and he's like, right, that's right. Yeah. That's me. (laughs) The final uh, conflict that we have, it's not really a conflict, um, but Saturday, April 22nd at 2 p.m., the D.C. Defenders are coming to the Alamo Dome. They will play the San Antonio Brahmas to end the regular season for the XFL. Also, that same day at 6 p.m., our San Antonio Gunslingers will be in Albany to take on the champion Albany Empire 
the 2022 champion, Albany Empire. Mm. So we will That's be on a, a delay one. with that one. We'll, we'll, if you watch it live, you would miss the first quarter or so, most likely. Um, but once again, we live in this wonderful world where we can be on a little bit of a delay and still watch it as if it were happening live. And can I, I can, throw in I one can more think factor of a... that you didn't mention? Fiesta is also that weekend. That's true. You're right. It's just part of the party. What what better way to 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 party on through Fiesta with a, a big old football game at the Alamo Dome and and the uh, the tailgating experience? So I think that's that's going to be great. But to add to that, Philip, yeah. I can think I can think of one scenario where you don't necessarily miss the first quarter of that what's sure to be a really exciting San Antonio Gunslingers Albany Empire game. And maybe you miss a little bit of, of the, the end of the Brahmas game. A blowout? You know, being that it's the 10th game of the season, the last game of the season, maybe... We've already got the first seed lo- got locked, locked in. in. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not we're, even playing you know, starters anymore. We're like yeah, starters are resting. Starters. Yeah. Yeah, because because we're just cruising. Not cruising, but... You know, we, we've we're nine and zero going into the last nine week. Not much left to play yes. for because we're we're getting ready for the playoffs now. So this is just kind of like a dress rehearsal uh, for the backups um, right. to get their 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 game on, and then I maybe like yeah, maybe you, you say, okay, well I'm gonna go watch the Gunslingers after you watch three quarters of of the Brahmas scrubs wiping the field with the DC Defenders starters. Um, and you say, you know what, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and watch my gunslingers take on the uh, Albany Empire. For Maybe? The rest of the, yeah, no, that would work. For the rest of the gunslinger schedule, you can go to the San Antonio Gunslingers.com, San Antonio Gunslingers.com, uh, and go to their schedule tab. It'll give you the full schedule. I will tell you that I think the NAL and the San Antonio Gunslingers have been very intelligent in the way they have built the schedule to limit mm-hmm. the amount of competition they have with the XFL. They yep. seriously backloaded the San Antonio Gunslinger schedule. We have one home game to start the season, four straight road games. That's not four weeks, by the way. There's some buy uh, opportunities in there, I think. So four yes. road games. Then, starting on May 28th, the San Antonio Gunslingers are back uh, in San Antonio for four straight. They go on the road at the end of the season for two, and then they finish up the season here at home on Saturday, July 22nd at 3 p.m. in the Freeman Coliseum uh, as they get ready for their playoff push. Um, it is a little bit of a streaky schedule, and we've complained about that before, but honestly, they didn't want... I, I can only imagine. This right. is the only market where they would run up into XFL competition and they did not want a chance uh, too much competition with the NFL, uh, the, the XFL, because in all honesty, they, they lose that. They don't have the same marketing machine that the rock has. Um, they no, don't have no. the ability to go up no. against the XFL in the same way. So they backloaded the San Antonio gunslinger schedule, uh, but come, uh, Memorial Day, we're all you you you're all bought in because it is the twenty-eighth, the third, the seventeenth, the twenty-fourth of June, all of June. 
Like your weekends yeah. in June are taken care of. Okay. Right. Uh, you're going to be watching San Antonio gunslingers run up and down the field against the likes of the Orlando Predators, the West Texas Warbirds, uh, the Albany Empire, and starting all that off with that home matchup on the 28th at 6 p.m. against those hated Jacksonville Sharks. Um, they will be here, mm -hmm. and we will be beating them uh, here right. in oh. in Freeman Coliseum. Those sharks and I love are that they're, they're stepping stones. Like the NAL is a stepping stone for the XFL. The XFL should be a stepping stone for the for the national football team. Because wh who was it that played for the um, Gunslingers that went up to the XFL? Was it Andre or no, Justin Alexandre? Justin yes. Alexander. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he's a. I love it. He's a Gunslinger last year. This year he will be uh, rushing passers for the San Antonio Brahmas. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love being a part of all of that. Yeah, uh, you can see the progression of these guys in their careers as they as they try and move on and make the next step. And, you know, some guys have success and, and some guys, you know, just have to work a little bit harder, move on. We, we've talked a, a lot about our, our, our friend of the show and, and player, and we're a fan of his, Cody Brooks. That's right. Who He's just, we have to mention, just yeah. re-signed with the San Antonio Gunslingers awesome. earlier we in love the week. Cody. And I was really excited to see that. I mean, we he was at the at the mm -hmm. uh, the workout that we were at uh, the tryouts about it was a, I guess it was two weeks ago now, right? RC man time yeah. flies, um, and yes. he was there. And and uh, Coach Saw said, "Yeah, well, we're we're gonna have some words. We're gonna sit down and talk." And then they made it official. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of fans were really happy to see that, and he was happy to see that. He says, "I'm back," and uh, yeah. it's great to see. You know, sorry what? that wasn't his, you know, his time yet as far as, as the XFL and, and that didn't work out for whatever the reason this time, but who knows, maybe in another year. It was what? on that podcast that he asked, Hey, can I come back to the, um, to the gunslingers? And that's when coach was like, Hey, yeah, contact me a week later was a tryouts. And now yeah. he's on the team again. We, we were I'm part of that. We had, yeah, something to do with it. Cool. we had something to do with it. Right. Yes, absolutely. You're welcome, uh, Cody. We're, yeah. we're working the deals here. <laughs> The, um, I, I was very glad to see to Cody come back, but I love what he actually posted. Not only did he say he was back, um, but he said unfinished business. Yes. And mm -hmm. my response was simply hardware. Uh, yes. San Antonio Gunslingers, as far as the San Antonio Gunslingers are concerned this year, like last year was our first year in the league. We wanted to have a successful year. We wanted to get through the year. We wanted to mm -hmm. see what the competition was like. We wanted to get our feet wet. We wanted to make the playoffs, but if we didn't, um, you know, hey, we're learning, we're growing. That's not the way I see this year. Like this no. year is all about a championship. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to. No, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt your thought, Philip. But what I what I was gonna say was, I am pumped for the San Antonio Brahma season, and I am pumped for the San Antonio Gunslinger season. I am pumped for different reasons, though. For each with yeah. the Brahmas, it's about it's about the stage. It's about being back in the Alamo Dome, the the crowd of you know hopefully thirty thousand people. 
and and the tailgating experience and what we saw with the commanders and taking that and just going to the next step with it as far as what we're going to have on the field like we were joking earlier talking about being 9 and 0 and 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 the last game you know maybe just having the 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 uh the bench out there and and kind of just getting ready for playoffs but really nobody knows we we don't know what to expect as far mm-hmm. as what we're going to see on the field with the XFL it's all unknown that's across the board every team it's we we don't know what to expect uh, so you can't you can be pumped for what's going to happen but you can't be pumped as far as for expectations we can as fans start talking crap and say yeah we're going to we're going to destroy the battle hawks in in week 1 on February 19th we are by the way but you know <laughs> when it comes to the gunslingers it's different when it comes to the gunslingers we know what we saw last year we know what we've we we know what we have in Coach Fred Shaw. We know what we mm-hmm. have in in players like uh, Cody Brooks and and then Bain coming down and and our offense and, and the return of of Pierre Kali Turner Rashad. and Cali Rashad, Lower. my favorite player on the planet. Number and five. Just all these things we know what to expect, and we kind of seen what the the league has to offer. We took our the the gunslingers took the step up from uh, the that other league, whatever is good. And now we're in the NAL and it's just like, and we know how serious this organization is about that hardware you're talking about. And that is just tremendously exciting and something to be pumped for. So I'm pumped for like different reasons for each mm-hmm. team, because we still don't know it's an unknown quantity with the Brahmas. Um, but with the gunslingers, like if you're a gunslingers fan, you have a reason to circle that date of Saturday, April 8th and be excited about that season starting and, and, and seeing those 12 games and what that team is going to do to the rest of that league. Right. Because this is unique for us um, in every other uh, start of the season. It has been the first season. We haven't really known what to expect when we started with the AAF. We really didn't know what to expect with the commanders. No, we sure wanted didn't. the team to be good. We were excited about football, but we really had no idea what was going on. The first year in the AAL with the Gunslingers, we didn't really know what to expect. We were hoping for success. Last year with the Gunslingers, we were in an entirely new league, did yep. not know what to expect, even though it was our second year. Now, we this is a unique um, situation for us because this is the same league this is the same team. This is the same head coach. coach. This is the, you know, we know what to expect. We saw how ultimately close we were to figuring things out last year. And yeah. we all grew into that experience in the NAL together. And now mm. we go into this year, not with this false bravado that we've kind of put on and said, hey, you know, the the Brahmas are going to be 9-0. and The Gunslingers are going to be, you know, um, nine and zero. Oh, we joked about that at the beginning of that very first season about going nine and zero. Oh. We didn't know. We were just no. being fans at that point, and we were like, maybe, maybe not. It's it's more fun to talk positive than it is to ne- talk negative. So let's talk positive. But we know going into this gunslinger season that that, that hardware is a realistic goal. Like right. there yes. is no reason not to think that this team could win a championship. 
And like Leo said, I, there's pros and cons, and there's two different reasons why I'm excited. So with the XFL, I'm excited. Again, The Rock, right? Danny Garcia being the first female owner. The Brahma Mamas, I'm excited about that. But then with the Gunslingers, they have the cheerleaders, right? There's no cheerleaders with the XFL right now. They had a mascot. I was able to actually go during the halftime or during the quarter, go on the truck and pass out and throw those t-shirts. I'm more involved. I'm, I feel more invested. Um, with the XFL, literally it was like hours before the XFL March, I received a message, oh, by the way, coach is gonna be in the MLK March. At that point, what could I do? You know what I mean? I couldn't help promote it. I couldn't go, even join the March at that time. So there's definitely pros and cons why I'm excited for both. I know um, uh, uh, the owners of the XFL, I mean, the owners of the Gunslingers, they're very involved with the community, very involved with the veterans. They always have these specials. They're always looking out. I would like to see some of that more with XFL, but I will say the Brahma Mamas did connect with the food bank here in San Antonio, and they're going to have those big bins, two tailgating and two at the entrance of the Alamo Dome. And so we will be collecting um, uh, dry food, cans, whatever you can bring. And we're all the donations are going to go directly to the San Antonio Food Bank. That's the Brahma Mamas. I wish that we would see more of that community involvement look, from the XFL. And I haven't seen that yet. Look, that, more community, of what I said. Go ahead. Community involvement is great. Cheerleaders is wonderful. A big fancy show would be great. I want the XFL, XFL ownership, XFL front office, the XFL to concentrate on one thing this year. Finish season one. That's all yes. I need. Yes. That's all I need from you. I don't need fireworks and pyrotechnics. I don't need cheerleaders on the field. I don't nope. even need community involvement in season one. I'd love to have it. It is what you should do as part of a community, but finish one season because the AAF didn't do it and the XFL has tried twice and not done it. I want the number one and only focus for this whole league to be finish season one from the beginning. 100% agree. That's, I was going to say more of what I said earlier regarding, you know, media passes for the podcast, too much to do with not enough time and, and, not enough in pocket. And I'm not talking about financial resources. I'm just talking about manpower right. at this mm -hmm. time. Take care of the business, the, the, the business at hand, which is get, get that league up and running, get the product on the field, get through the season, and then you can progress and start to add things and build and, yes. and get some more of that. But, but, but right now at, at the point that this league is in at the point that, that, the city is in our, you know, our society and everything. It's just uh, community involvement is great. And that, that will help their cause. But I, I totally understand and get why it's not at the top of their priorities right now. It's just uh, too, too much to do with too little time. Do you think it's best that all the teams are housed in Arlington? If it's helping their bottom line so they can get through season right. one, then yes, absolutely. I think it's the best. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know that I don't like the USFL model, even right. the new one that they're rolling out where they're going to have what four hub cities yeah. or three hub cities. I, I don't even like that. Like I like that 
These games will be played in San Antonio. Um, I would prefer that the team worked out and trained here as well so that they could be part of the community. Right. But if they have made the determination that, hey, as nice as that would be, our best chance of making it through season one is bringing everybody to Arlington and then sending them out for games and then regathering in Arlington. If that's what's working best for them uh, and their bottom line to get through season one, do that. I don't love it, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about you making it through a season because I'll be really honest with you. If the XFL fails at this point, if they can't make it through a full season, uh, as big a fan of spring football as I've been, that might be the death knell to me. It might, it might just be one of those things where it's like, well, maybe this just doesn't work. Right. It's yeah, you're right. It's done. I think, I, I think especially as far as San Antonio is concerned. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, we'll be. The city we'll, will be done. Yeah. We'll be indoor football fans and we'll love the the gunslingers yeah. and we'll be going to NAL games. But if they can't make it through a season, they've had, this is their third try. The AAF tried it. The USFL, you can say, has done it and completed a season, but it's not real. It, that, that bubble structure they had doesn't. Nobody cared. Doesn't yeah. build any excitement around it. Like it was Who fun. Cared? I watched a few games, but it's not real. How many people could tell you who won their championship? Nobody. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I knew this. Go out, and, go out and ask who won the championship, and I bet out of. The Stallions. Ten, the ten Birmingham Stallions won the championship. The Stallions, Birmingham Stallions. Yes, it was. But out of 10 people that and you I'd, ask, you might get one or two to, that know the answer to that question. And I know people listening are like, Philip, just Ooh. look that up. I didn't. I did not <laughs> no, look that up at all. He, I struggled he was, for, I struggled mightily to find that information in my brain. Um, I could see the pain in your brain. <laughs> those wheels turning. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, and, I, and and is it a coincidence that that's where their hub was in Birmingham? You hello. Know, that was the, the only team that everybody cared about. The only team that had fans in the stands during right. the games. It I was mean, very hard to watch those games when you saw the stands and literally how pathetic it was. Their attendance. It was nobody hard. outside Birmingham cared. Nobody. I tell you what, let's yeah. take another break here real quick. We'll come back and do another short segment talking about uh, some of these things we've talked about and wrapping up. Uh, our first of a new season. It really is the beginning of the new season at this point. Um, We're getting excited about Brahma's football, but we're also super excited about the San Antonio Gunslingers. Um, Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. Smoking Guns podcast. Hang in there. Smoking Guns podcast. Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods. Talking football. Talking all kinds of football because we got all kinds of football to talk about. We've got the NFL. We've discussed some of that. We've got the XFL right around the corner, two weeks away, uh, three weeks away. I'm sorry. Well, two and a half. It depends on where you are and when you're listening to this. Uh, and then we've got San Antonio Gunslingers football uh, that is a ways off, but there's already cool stuff happening. We talked about Cody Brooks, him being part of the team. We've got Jonathan Bain coming back. Um, a birdie whispered to me that a birdie, uh, a birdie whispered to okay. me that they do not expect at this point 
uh, RKJ, Robert Kent Jr., to be back with the Gunslingers. If he comes back anywhere, they feel like it will be with the Gunslingers, but they think that he right. will be um, he will be taking the this season off. Um, that's okay. Uh, I'd love to have Robert Kent back, but my my second choice would be Jonathan Bay. Like if I couldn't have I Robert Kent Jones. Do I stir the pot and say, is David coming back? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? You know, uh, that was that was one guy I, I wouldn't have minded seeing at, at the uh the workout. Practice. And unfortunately no, he wasn't yeah. he's he's doing other things. I know he's he's I've seen some on social media. He's still he's still playing, so yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he's yeah. doing some semi pro stuff. We um despite popular opinion, we love David Olvera. And yeah. we would love to see and him. And his father and uncle. Uh, we would love to see him uh, head back into the San Antonio Gunslingers and and be a part of that and and be a part of that team. They need somebody behind Jonathan Bain because the yep. one thing I do know about Jonathan Bain is he's had injury issues. He's had some injury issues. Yeah. Not his fault. Like what yeah. happened to him in San Antonio last year was not his fault. Um, but he has had some injuries cut season short. And so we're going to need somebody backing up Jonathan Bain. And I don't see why that couldn't be David Olvera if he's interested. Um, but that's a conversation between him and Fred Shaw. And yep. I'm not sure where that relationship is. I know it was strained at one time. Um, but we hopefully. We saw Pedroza at the tryout. Yeah. Yes. From way back in the original Gunslinger uh, days. He was on one of our very first episodes of the smoking guns podcast as a matter of fact it was so cute when he saw me he was like mama rc you know (laughs) and as life has it francesca went with me um to that tryout and as soon as we walked in she's like oh mom there's my friend from high school so they were talking i think her name is dina and then by the time she came up that's when we saw pedroza turns out they're dating what are the chances (laughs) of that Small world. Small, Small world. town. Yeah. So I love it. Very cool. So we've got Brahma's football around the corner. We've got San Antonio Gunslingers news happening. And San Antonio Gunslingers season will be here before you know it. Um, I don't want to take it too fast. Like, I want to enjoy this Brahma season. Um, I am very excited. Whether I watch a majority of it on TV, whether I'm able to make it out to a handful of the games. Because... Remember, it's not just San Antonio games on the uh, the possibilities anymore. We have games in Arlington, which is not all that far drive away. We've got games in Houston, which is really close to me, only about an hour. I'll be and a at half both away. of those. Uh, so, the way things are set up here in the XFL, there's not just five games you have a chance to go to. There's actually six or seven. That's uh, true. And some of us even eight, right? Leo uh, driving, uh, flying all the way to Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, well, that's only because it's on my birthday. So if I had an excuse to spend my birthday in in Las Vegas, then, I mean, what better one than this? So absolutely. 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 Uh, And the game is on my birthday. So no pressure, Brahmas. But, you know, Leo wants a win for his birthday on April 1st. Yeah, you need to carry a I'm sign worried. that says, it's my birthday. Today's my birthday. I want to win. Brahmas, <laughs> I want to win. Um, you need a sign so you can get on TV. Yeah. Or get a shirt, too. Leo on TV. 
Um, Speaking of shirts, where's my, where's those jerseys? We got that email a while back that they were, they were going to tell us when the jerseys were available. Here we are three weeks away from, from the start. And I'm, I'm waiting for those jerseys. So I can, so the, 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 the shop, somebody posted something in these really nice, like the, the baseball shirts with the gray sleeve and it's like different. Yeah. Color. Like the raglan. So, yeah. Yeah. That one, there's a really nice one on the pro shop that's available for the Brahmas. And I, I had it in my cart, um, one for me and one for Lolis. And I was like, I, I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, no, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wait for the Jersey. I gotta hold out, man. I'm holding out for the Jersey cause I don't want to buy this. And then a couple days later, uh, you know, the Jersey becomes available and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, don't have the funds to, to comfortably, uh, be able to do that once those come out. Um, so yeah, I'm just holding out hope again. I'm sure it's more of that, you know, lots going on and not enough manpower to, to do it all. So, you know, Make season, season one, one, I'll give them a pass. You know, I'm, I'm not overly upset about it, but I'm still anxiously awaiting those to become available. Yeah. Get through season one. That's the most important job. That is, Everything else should pale in comparison um, yes. to make it through this season successfully. That is the number one goal. And, and two, three, and four need to be so far down um, the sheet that you can barely see them. Like, make it through the season. That is the one thing we have to do. Um, we've still got, we talked about the Super Bowl. But yeah. there are still things going on in football that we have to talk about. Um, the coaching carousel has begun spinning in full uh, carousel mode. We've got Frank Wright signing with the Carolina Panthers. Um, yep. We've got the Denver Broncos still looking. Uh, Leo, still, you're our, you're besides our Broncos Frank Reich, guy. It's, it's mostly guys saying, eh, "I'm going to stay put where I'm at." Is is mm-hmm. what's been what's been happening? Isn't that um, interesting? Yeah, uh, you got guys like. Um, you got guys like, uh, uh, Dan Quinn, who for mm-hmm. the second straight season has said, I'm good. I'm good. Right where I am. I'm not interested in Arizona. I'm not interested in Denver. I want to be the defensive coordinator right here in Dallas for another season. Um, that's really odd. That is not something that we have seen a lot of before. Um, um part especially- of me wonders. Part of me wonders if Dan Quinn uh, remembers Atlanta and says, look, if it is not exactly the right opportunity, I'm good where I'm at. And he just hasn't seen that thing yet that is exactly the right opportunity because he's only got one more shot. Like he goes to another team and flames out, which I don't even think he really flamed out in Atlanta. They made it to a Super Bowl, for God's sake. But if he goes to one more and is not... 100% 100% successful winning a Super Bowl. That is his last shot as a head coach. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, when you make it to the Super Bowl and you blow the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. To Tom Brady. People remember that's that. kind of like flaming out. To Tom <laughs> people, Brady. People remember <laughs> that. It at the exact wrong moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yes, to sure. Tom Brady. The devil himself. Oh, maybe he'll <laughs> move on. So what do you think as a Broncos fan? What, what, who's out there? Like who at this point gets you excited? Uh, Sean Payton is still there. Are you excited about that? Still being a thing? Apparently he said he's going to stay out of the he thing for another year. He said he's going to stay in TV. Um, you know, 
it's the Broncos ownership having so much dang money is is a good thing and a bad thing in this situation because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people trying to just leverage other situations to get them to throw more money at them because they they know they can. Um, you know, there were there were talks about Peyton wanting to be the highest paid coach in the NFL, surpassing you know Belichick. Uh, what is I think he's at twenty five million a year. Uh, so they're t- talking about you know upping that, you know, going to thirty million or some ungodly ridiculous number um and then beyond that just what you have to give up in compensation to the saints to be able to to you know who still retain his rights for another year uh, it's just it seems like too steep a price so i'm 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 not it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the broncos got him as their head coach but i wouldn't be overly disappointed if, if that's not what happens just because the asking price is so high yeah uh same thing with Harbaugh, you know, I'm going back to Michigan, you know, why don't try to out happy, happy, I think is what he said or something along those lines, uh, you know, but the NCAA there's a, is coming after uh-huh. him. It's coming. Yeah. So that, that, that door I think is definitely not closed. No, I just think, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's more. A, a gamesmanship, you know, poker faces with some of these coaches when it comes to the the Denver Broncos situation because Denver is desperate for a coach and they have a lot of money, a lot of money, right. <laughs> deep deep pockets, and Pete, you know, it's, Pete it's, Carroll. It's, it's, Pete Carroll was uh-huh. perfectly happy at USC. Yeah, don't try to out happy happy. He was perfectly yeah. happy at USC. He got to bring uh, movie stars on the sidelines because he was in Hollywood. He was part of a big, huge program. The NCAA started poking around him, and he went, I'm going to Seattle, folks. Bye. I know what's going on here. I know what's about yeah. to happen. See you later, folks. And he went to yeah. Seattle. I'm wondering if the same sort of thing happens with Jim Harbaugh, where he's saying all the right things right now, but he knows that if the NCAA starts poking around too much, he's going to have to go find something in the NFL um, yeah. for a while. Yeah. So, and yeah, why not Denver, you know? Well, that's still out there. And from what I understand, just from reading on some of the fine sites, some of the fan sites, some of the more reliable places yeah. that I catch up on my Broncos news, he was and is their number one choice for, for some of the, the, the ownership group, you know, Penner uh, to, to be specific. I think uh, has been leaked that he really had Harbo circled as his number one guy. Um, and that's, that's pretty significant. Now other names have come out, you know, recently uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, you know, defensive coordinator for the, the Niners, but the, he's, the uh, Texans are hot and heavy on his trail. Yeah. And I, I think, think he's he actually said he's going to go to Houston. I think he actually kind of said as much to Denver just earlier today. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, offensive coordinator for the Bengals uh, is another right. guy I've seen mentioned, and probably wouldn't wouldn't be a, a bad pickup. But but to be real, Denver already went out and got a offensive coordinator who had done great things with his previous team, and you know had all the right answers in the interview, and supposedly was going to be you know the next great young head coach. And and we saw what happened this past year. I I, I think that ownership group and the fan base and the team is just really hungry for a proven guy, someone that 
that has a, a, a proven history as a head coach of an organization. And, you know, you get that with, you, you get that with uh, Harbaugh. So um, it's, yeah, I don't know. But right now I, I don't see any guys like that out there that are really available. It's more, you know, coordinators taking, taking the next step. And, and I, I don't know if that's that's the uh, course of action that the Broncos really want to do right now. So money you know, talks. You know what the Broncos would uh, behoove themselves to do is give a phone call to the representation for one Sean McVay. I don't think he's oh, happy. Okay. I don't think he's happy in L.A. anymore. I don't think he really wants to be in L.A. anymore, but he wants to stay coaching. I think he would love a different challenge, a different place. It is a different conference. You move Mm -hmm. out of the NFC into the AFC, you're going to have to give something up. But as you've mentioned, the Broncos are not, uh, they're not worried about giving things up. They're not worried about um, investing in a head coach. They want a proven guy, but they want a guy that has some longevity and some, some uh, skins on the wall, but still has some tread on the tires Sean McVay fits all of those checkboxes. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, that's not something that's crossed my mind, but um, now that you mention it, Philip, uh, I would totally Sounds get behind doable. that. The, the big question is, okay, do you want to hitch your wagon uh, to Russell Wilson? You mm. know, I, I've said many times, you're not, you, you can't be good at something for 10 years and not be good at it. He's definitely a better quarterback than what we saw in this last year. But he's got to be in the right situation, the right system. This was not the, the system. That, he was that used to a system for 10 years, though. In. And then you so, transfer over. It's hard to get that same yeah. momentum. And, and McVay is the kind of guy that's smart enough to see that and make the changes and everything. And But on the flip side of that, let's say that doesn't work out. McVay is also the kind of guy that can get some other talent to, to come over that might not otherwise consider I mean, he's got a reputation and, and he's a likable guy and, and respected guy where, you know, he could he could he could pull some talent over that might, maybe wouldn't consider that that location otherwise. So, yeah, I really like that idea. Phil. That's the best idea you've had like <laughs> in a long time ever. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Phil. It, it probably won't happen, but I it just no. checks a lot of boxes for both of the sides of that <laughs> argument. Uh I'm not sure L.A. is really sold on Sean McVay anymore. I think both of them are kind of like, well, we just won a Super Bowl last year, so I guess we stick with each other, but I'm not really feeling this anymore. I feel like both sides would would welcome something fresh, and uh, Denver is exactly the kind of team that could step in and go, man, that's what we need right now. We need a proven guy that's still young enough and has some tread on the tires. By the way, I think if Houston signs DeMarco, uh, D'Amico Ryans, they will have lucked themselves into a spectacular head coach. Yeah, um, no kidding. And and they have bumbled this thing all the way from Bill O'Brien and giving him the general manager duties to firing him to hiring Lovey Smith for no other purpose than keeping him on for one year and firing him. Like, they have... They have stumbled and bumbled all around this head coaching thing, and they're going to end up signing D'Amico Ryans. It it certainly looks like that's a big possibility. If they do that, they have just lucked their way into a really – what I think will be a really spectacular head coach. Do you think Lovey Smith is a good coach? 
Who? Lovey Smith? Yes. Yeah. Lovey yeah. Smith is an excellent head coach. Is an excellent coach. Um, he's an excellent leader of men. He was never given an opportunity in Houston. They never, no. from the moment they signed him, they had no expectation that he would succeed. They never gave him anything to help him succeed. He was a placeholder for a season because they started, yeah. they fired Dave Cullen. Dave Cullen, is that his name? They fired him yeah. too late in the season to get any of the hot coaches last off season. Yeah. They had to hire somebody to get them through this season. They fired Lovey Smith as soon as they could so that they could be the front runner mm-hmm. for a good solid head coach and if they get D'Amico Ryans they did that um I don't like the way they got there but I think that uh if they signed D'Amico Ryans they lucked themselves into a spectacular head coach before we wrap things up I kind of want to give out some shout outs definitely to the Brewster's Backyard Ice House who hosted the event I want to give a shout out to Jorge Mata um he's the Chavro guy, I love his enthusiasm, very high energy. Also to Soup Mike Steele, he's the uh, Brahma hero or Captain, Captain Brahma. Captain Brahma. Um, also to Jason yep. and Warren, who actually kind of set up the whole event. Also with Donna Martinez, um, they're doing a great job. I also want to give a shout out to the Brahma bullpen. They're going to be hosting me next week um, on their podcast. So I might be absent for just a little bit. So again, the Brahma Mamas, any females out there, come look for us, um, get your dance moves on, and uh, get ready for the 19th. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up a great point. We've got we to gotta end this somewhere, and we got to have something to talk about next week because uh, we'll be back next week, but there won't, you know, we don't know what exactly is going to transpire in this kind of off week and down week. There's not going to be NFL news. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's not going to be NFL games. There's liable to be news. Always news. Uh, but we don't have any gunslingers games to talk about. We don't have any Brahmas games to talk about. It is the calm. It is the calm week before the storm. Before the storm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll be excited to gather together and talk about it. But we should go ahead and wrap this up. We, uh, man, it's right around the corner, literally right around the corner. We've yes. got one football Can we game. The calm before the rodeo. Nobody like says Obama that. Like I mean, we could, but nobody really says that. I don't that. like the storm. I don't like that. that. Means something bad's gonna happen. I like rodeo. There's championships. There's people it's, getting excited. It's just gonna be wild, like the like mm-hmm. a storm. It's gonna be wild. Uh, San Antonio football is coming. Football is here. Uh, and when it comes to football, whether it is on the 100-yard gridiron or the 50-yard arena, whether it takes place in Fayetteville or Carolina or St. Louis or Orlando, when it comes to football, when it comes to that pigskin, uh, no matter where we are or what's going on, the 2-1-0 has now got something to say. Bang, bang.